Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I am excited to talk to you about seven tips or seven ways for you to be able to move away from anxiety-led overworking. And I know that some of you know exactly what I am talking about, and I hope that you will pay attention, jot some notes down, and really take to heart what we are going to uh, go over together today. Because this is a... this. Overworking piece can be a real stickler and something that stays in the way of, of getting past the deep stress that we feel. Now we, you're going to be surprised because at the end, there's a little paradox of if you can actually stop overworking, you will actually get more done. So here we go. I want to ask you a bunch of questions today. That's mostly how it's going to go. And I want you to maybe jot down the questions that are really resonating with you and take some time in your journal to answer them fully and give yourself some space with this. This is how we get past things that are, you know, kind of stuck, things that are stuck in our craw, so to speak. Like, It's good to talk about them, but being able to spend some time with yourself and your journal and to be able to just really open them up can be super helpful. So jot down what you think is appropriate and open it up in your journal. Do you find it difficult to disengage from your work, to be finished, to close it up for the day? What we can find is when we can't disengage, when we can't shut down, we end up with a really big imbalance between our work and personal lives. And that could be our, you know, a family life or if even if you don't have a big family and you're not spending a lot of time with other people like that, you still have a personal life. We do not need to be driven with to-dos. As you know, I don't like too many to-dos. And so we want to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of having a big imbalance between our work and personal lives. When that happens, it can actually be the base of a lot of other problems in our lives, including anxiety, depression, insomnia, having your immune system down there, and that just opens up a whole nother can of worms. So I want you to pay attention to if you are finding it difficult to disengage from your work. Another thing I want you to think about is, are you like overly involved with working to the exclusion of other things in your life? Are you obsessed with your work. Now, when I'm talking about work here, I don't mean career particularly, although that is probably the most common way this term is used. But your work can also be your volunteer work. It could be your work around the house, meaning uh, inside, outside, remodeling, all of it. Work, things that you feel you must accomplish, things that you are are on your list of. Th- 
to-dos, your accomplishments for the day. And of course, uh, that there's many different ways. So that would be another thing for you to jot down is what are the areas in my life where I quote work? It could be housework and family, uh, keeping the family together. A woman who stays home is running a business in her home. She is running the household. And so she may be obsessed with that and not taking self-care. And on the other hand, it could be outside the housework, meaning a career and um, a job that you go to. Even if it's not your dream job, it's something that you go to and you might be climbing the ladder and overdoing. So write down the areas in your life where you quote work and um, see which ones you are having some trouble disengaging with and ones that you might be obsessing with. You know, some people work as though they were um, seriously addicted to working. And this is a very common addiction because it is culturally acceptable to the point where people are uh, wearing a badge and proud of how much they work and how little time they take off and how little they actually even sleep. And don't get me going on sleep. That's a whole nother podcast. So you want to think about your own life. Have you convinced yourself that it, that you have to work harder than everybody else? Are you the one, the savior at the company? Think about these things. So, you know, while we're there, how about at your workplace Are you always the first one to arrive and the last one to leave? Maybe. Think about it. Are you, has everyone, anyone accused you either in your work or family life that, uh, that you are a workaholic or maybe a perfectionist? Do you feel as if you're really hooked on your work and you're, do you feel you're addicted to your work? Is there a compulsion there? Think about those words in relationship to your work or your doing versus your being. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. You know, your work and your professional identity, if you are working outside the home, or your professional identity, if you 
are working as a a stay-at-home mom. That is your chosen profession. You are raising the family and you are running the household. But are you over-identifying with that? Is that filling all of the boxes, ticking off all of the boxes? Or do you have some personal life that you uh, have tucked away in there somewhere that could actually be opened up more, something you could pay a little bit more attention to, your personal life and your dreams and just taking care of yourself, your self-care. Do you feel like you're overly tied to that to that idea of your profession? And is your self-esteem tied up in it so that you are giving way too much time to these work pursuits? Think about it. How much time you are actually spending toward your work pursuits? And do you do you find yourself feeling badly about yourself when you're not doing quote work? Now this can fall into even when you're home, right? Do you view non-work activities as a waste of time? I want you to really pay attention to that question because this comes up a lot in working with people that many of the things that we talk about doing for self-care for revitalization, for rest, people find they feel inside themselves that they are a waste of time. Ask yourself that question. Do you find the non-work activities a waste of time? Do you believe that idle time should be filled somehow with useful, quote, air quotes around useful, useful activity towards a goal? Are you goal-driven to Does every action need to have an end in mind? Have you come to devalue activities done for the sake of leisure or rest? And so, you know, you want to play with this one a little bit too. Are those the last things on the list? Rest, leisure, play. You want to check where you have those on your list because they actually are things that are feeding you and keeping you going. So I have uh, seven tips here that I want to give to you for dealing with those questions and where your mind uh, may have gone with those questions. And so the first one I want you to do is, and I want you to work on these, is to ask yourself, write it out in the journal, Why am I the exception to the rule, right? Um, The rule that human beings need rest and relaxation. Why, Why is it that I don't feel like I need that, but everybody else does? It's okay that they do it, but I am the exception. I do not need that. The second one is experiment with putting some, uh, pleasure activities, some rest, some revitalization, into your life. And so add that, uh, experiment with putting more of that in and taking some time out of your current time allotments for your work. So there's only so many hours in the day, right? So you're going to have to get this time from somewhere. So I want you to take it away from work. It's kind of like when we build new pathways in our brain, we, we are deconstructing one in order to build another. The material is reused for the new connection. And I want you to do that with your time. Take some time away from your work and add it to your rest and pleasure time. Number three, 
increase the value of moments of pleasure and decrease the value of accomplishments. So again, we're just going to even out on this teeter-totter again, we're going to take a little bit away from the heavy value that's put on work and accomplishment and goals. And we're going to add more value, a little bit more importance to pleasure and to rest, self-care and relaxation. And number four, I want you to build a little buffer zone. Um, I want you to take about an hour, maybe a little more, a little less, depending on your family situation, but take a buffer zone before getting ready for bed and transition. You know, I love transition time because it's a great time for us to be able to see exactly what's going on and how we can bring ourselves consciously to neutral. Transition time is a good time to do that. So create your own little transition time, a little buffer zone before bed. And I want you to begin to move away from being the active self and more into the relaxed and enjoyable self. Now, this is just to get you started. I'm going to want you to do this more in your life, but an hour or so before bedtime might be a great time to start practicing it. Really, like get in your jammies. Do, you know, maybe take that shower in the evening, that hour or two before bed, so that you can really transition into the relaxed and more calm, restful, the you that is going to revitalize even before you go to bed. And number five, I tough one here, but I really think it can be super helpful is to say no more often. And to be very specific, this week, say no one time that you might have said yes. So now we're going to get really specific. Just one time where you could actually have a moment or some hours to yourself and say no to a request that was going to take those hours away. So say no at least once this week. And then number six, imagine what would happen at work if you were not able to do your work anymore. Would the business that you are working in cease to exist? For most people, especially if you are working in the corporate world, imagine what would happen if you were no longer able to do your particular job. Would the business really cease to exist? Or would it find some way to make up for your absence? It's a tough one to look at, but we could be replaced, all of us. Challenge your tendency to overestimate your work importance. I know we all feel kind of special. We do what we do and we do such a good job with it, but don't overestimate it, all of us. Even those of us who are doing something that if we don't show up, it doesn't get done, we are still replaceable. Somebody else really could come in and do the work. Because people who take breaks and recharge are are really much more productive. So if you take a little bit of time out of work, you're actually going to do a little bit more while you're at work. So don't think that you just have to sweat out those hours. Don't have to put more hours in. You actually want your hours to have more productivity in them. And finally, number seven, I want you to think of the needs of the people who are in your family and those people who depend on you. Think of your own needs 
next. So you got the people in your family, everyone around you and all of their needs. And then I want you to think about your needs. So we got two lists. Whose list is longer? Just look at it. You don't have to do anything about it or judge it. But you want to look at it and say, why is it that maybe your needs are so different from others? We all do this, believe me. I'm as guilty as of this, and especially back in the day when I was anxious, because I felt if I did for others that it kept me better. You know, I was at least, I may have felt really wiggly inside, but I was getting things done and taking care of other people. So I must be okay. And so, but I, but I want you to all remember that no matter how much you do, you still are going to need to recharge just like everybody in your family, just like that list that you have for the people that you love. You have to have that list also. You are not the exception. And look and see what's missing from your list of needs. Add things to your list that make you have some time to de-stress and unwind and recharge every single day. You are all people, everyone who's listening are people who are very sensitive to the world. You love the world and the people in the world and in your life, your families and and your extended families and communities. But I want you to remember that you are a part of that world. That is the common humanity that we all belong to. And we and we all need time, us included, you included for rest and relaxation, just like everyone else. Making a conscious and consistent investment in yourself, in your self-care, will help you to become calmer, happier, more self-aware, and more productive. And like I said at the beginning of the show, more productive. And I think that's just another one of those anxiety paradoxes. Give yourself a break, do less, and accomplish more. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to when we are together again. And now for today's quote. Sometimes the most important thing in a whole day is the rest we take between two deep breaths. And that's from Eddie Hillisum. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.